will come out, will come to play. Just for recreation, sick to pass the time away. Lots of fun, heaps of fun, enjoy yourself today. Not Melbourne boys are hard to beat when they come out to play. So join in the chorus, sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Stern Look. I'm Kangaroos Forever. Also tonight we have Jay-Z. Welcome. Thank you. Good to have you on. He was the only one brave enough to jump on after what happened last night. <laughs> so we won't go into that. So we'll get straight into the fan raid discussion scene that's dominated the North board. So basic same structure for the show, so you don't have to worry about that. So... Is the greatest troll in Bigfooty history is the promotion of Fan Ray to the senior list? <laughs> it was a good troll, wasn't it? Oh, I, everyone. It's really funny because I, I, when we originally attempted to record this show last night, I said there was only two explanations. One was that uh, Faza Tajaza had somehow bribed the, the match committee to try and get both of his new favourite players into the team so he could squeeze him into the team of the week. And the only other explanation was that it was a great troll, and that's turned out to be the case with him just being named as an emergency. That's just hilarious. He got half the board. <laughs> he got a lot of the board. I'm very glad that I stayed out of that thread, or at least stayed out of posting in that thread until I saw what the final team was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, anyway. But I suppose... Um, when we're 3-0, we've got to find something to complain about, and he certainly filled that spot this week. Yeah, it's been interesting, though, that 3-0. I know we're getting off topic already, but a lot of the players have been saying in the media that they know we haven't been playing well. That's They don't normally say that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think we're going anywhere near 100%, but uh, we all know how different the North board is after a loss compared with a win, so... Not much difference, <laughs> but a few extra people around after a loss. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, we'll move straight on to thumbs up, thumbs down. So this is the proper first segment, so I'll start off. Thumbs up, North Melbourne passing the 40,000 member mark this week, which is terrific. We still have around, I believe, 8,000 members to go, so hopefully we can sort that out. That haven't renewed from last year. And my second thumbs up will have to go to Heath O'Loughlin and the media department for responding to my email about the future availability of someone from the club coming onto the show. Hopefully it does happen. However, I've been told that the players aren't so keen due to a few negative people and criticisms of certain players, which I won't go into. Mate. <laughs> Philly. Anyway, no. Um, my the thumbs... entire board for Gibbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Gibbo. <laughs> um, my thumbs down will have to be Bob Murphy's injury. I know that's your one as well, Jay-Z. So my second one would have to be the Port decision. And it's a recent decision not to sacrifice one of their home games to play in China and getting another team to give up one of their own home games. So if, basically, if we had to play Port in China, we have to give up our home game, but Port doesn't, and Port still gets all the profit out of it. That is just freaking ridiculous. Bloody David yeah. Koch is an absolute freaking muppet. Oh, I'm David Koch. I want money. <laughs> I want four puffer fish. Never tear our tops apart. <laughs> That's a bullcrap. That, that yeah. is absolute bullcrap. And if AFL had any balls, I'll tell them to shut up and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. 
it's a fair effort, isn't it, to get three million dollars to play a couple of games in China and not give up anything at all? <laughs> you know, I understand. Yes, it's potentially a big market, but once again, who, who in China is honestly going to give a crap besides expats? Yeah, totally. I and the fact that um, the Port Essendon game was the first one that got broadcasted to China. If, if that didn't kill the deal, I guess no, nothing will. But <laughs> yeah, probably bet two people watched it and that was about it. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what are your positives and negatives? Um, so my first thumbs up for this week was the meltdown on the Asterix board with the Nathan Bach announcement. I just found that absolutely hilarious when they decided that uh, all was... Well, the world was against them once again, and <laughs> they're innocent, but they're the scapegoats or some shit. Um, and then the following, following um, that dank admitting it to the media and started reopening the case just made it even better. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, it, it reminds. It's me. true. I was just going to say it's, it's truly the saga that just keeps on giving, especially for us Northport people. Oh, it's, it's very funny when they planned that march back in against the Saints, I think it was, or one of their games, against yeah. Melbourne. No, it was yeah. against Melbourne, that's it. You know that, you're doing something stupid when the guy at the front of the queue is Sam Newman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's so funny, I, I had to draw, I'm sorry to gob win the podcast, but it was pretty much like a Nazi rally march. <laughs> <laughs> and I made an entire thread on it called the Herd Reich. <laughs> Hell Herd. <laughs> just made a gif of a... A German army march and James Heard saluting him. Oh, it's funny. Any other positives and negatives? Uh, yeah, my, my second positive, um, which we'll go into a little bit more later in the review, was Goldstein's offensive game last week. Five goals from a Ruckman is just insane. But that's our goldie. Um, thumbs down, just to counter that a little bit, was the Ruck game from Goldie. I, um, I said, before the game on the board that I have spent the entire preseason pissing myself laughing with the uh, media love fest over Max Gorn and his beard um, <laughs> and how he's apparently going to take over from Goldie as the number one Ruckman and I just found that hilarious but he really gave him a bath in the Ruck contests um, mm. on the weekend but, but credit to Goldie for basically kicking his ass everywhere else <laughs> yep definitely definitely um and the other one was, as you said, was, was Bob Murphy's injury. Um, I, I hate the doggies, but I like Bob Murphy, so hopefully that's not the last we see of him. Mm, definitely. It's good to see Jed Adcock get a bit of game time. He's a very likeable player. Yeah, and um, as, as we said last night, I, I reckon he's just about as like-for-like like as they could get there. Definitely. But they will miss his rebound, but in saying that, Johannesson's yeah. just a freak. He's, he's overtaken a lot of like Atley and a few other oh, yeah. players, definitely. Yeah, the fact that, uh, I think I might have even posted this a couple of weeks ago, the fact that we've drafted a bunch of halfback flankers with first and second round draft picks in the last few years and they've picked up that guy with pick 100 mm. makes, makes me sad. Yeah, well, they've recruited well the last three, four years. They've done outstanding work. Like Marcus Adams, that what a pickup that was. Oh, yeah, he's been amazing. I wish we picked him up. He would have been great for him and Tarrant. Yeah. Anyway. So apparently we're after Hooker now, so... I prefer um, Hurley just for age, but... Not no, just... Uh, but I'd take either of them to show off that back one. Mm, 
But um, yeah, Hurley will suit us more because of that we rely on our intercept and rebound from defence. So definitely he'll be a bit better fit, and he's a bit younger too. It's just true, but Hooker fits the Scott uh, prerequisite for all defenders of being swingmen. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's a worry. Anyway, we'll move straight on to club discussion. So, as I said earlier, we passed the 40,000 member mark earlier this week. And apparently, we still have over well over 5,000 to 8,000 members from last year that haven't signed up yet. So I encourage everyone that hasn't signed up yet to please do so. In terms of club history, there wasn't a heap. So today marks 16 years exactly since we beat Collingwood in round 6, 2000. Important, I know. On that day, we won by 32 points with Kerry kicking four and a youngster, Brent Harvey, collecting 26 disposals. That was 16 years ago. Jesus Christ. Did you see the um, the little stats thing that North put up on, I think it was Twitter this week, comparing his six-goal game to the his first five-goal game, which was 18 years ago? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's been a while since he kicked five. Yeah, that's the last time. It's been really? 18 years since he's kicked five. Because he's gotten so many fours over the years, you know, like, sure he's gotten five a few times. Yeah, yeah I think he got a, a few in his early years when he used to play basically forward pocket, but then he moved more into the midfield. Now he's so, half forward, small forward. Yeah. Anyway, nothing you want to add to club discussion? Um, no, other than just reiterating what you said, fantastic to pass 40,000 once again, and hopefully we can keep going and, and break last year's record. Definitely. I reckon we could push past that 45 pretty easily. Yeah, I hope so. Everyone else is uh, seeming to be on track to beat theirs, so hopefully we keep up as well. Exactly. We'll move straight on to VFL now. So Werribee last weekend was able to overcome a slow start against Essendon's VFL team, featuring Nathan Grimer. Essendon gained the early ascendancy, but were overrun by a fast-finishing Werribee outfit. Mason Wood was everywhere, so 36 disposals, kicked three goals, which has earned him a spot in the team this week, which is fantastic. Ray collected 29 disposals, operating roughly from half-back to wing. Clark was impressive, as was Mountford, who not only collected 23 disposals, but he also used his pace, and was very impressive in his first VFL hit-out by chasing down opponents over a space of 80 to 90 metres. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was a great tackle. Oh, it's brilliant. That... He's one of my favourites already. I like Clark, I like a few of them, but Mountford's the one this year I really like. Yeah, I like him. I think I like Clark slightly more just because every time I watch him, I feel like we have young Ben Cousins on our team. It's only because <laughs> of the hair. <laughs> it is. It's not just the hair, though. He actually has a very similar style to him. That pace and long, booming right foot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I hope he gets a bit of a crack at it later on in the year. We'll see how we go. Hopefully no injuries. Yeah. yeah. But he definitely needs a run at least once or twice, like we did with Taylor Garner. Yeah, you'll add a, a bit of a different uh, flavour to that midfield. He just, yeah, he adds a bit of pace, a bit of two-way running that Bassnack used to provide somewhat. <laughs> somewhat, I stress somewhat. Anyway, um, the Werribee-Frankston game at Frankston is on 2pm Sunday, so if you want to head down to Frankston and you don't want to get mugged. Is there anything else you want to add before we move on to the questions? Um, yeah, I'll just add, I think uh, Nahas played an, another great game. He, I think he kicked four, uh, making it ten in, in two weeks. Um, yesterday I was a, a bit worried that he wasn't going to be able to get up for this week's game after being stabbed in the back by the coaching staff. And not, <laughs> not, not getting his uh, rookie spot, which I, I think we all wanted him to get. But uh, 
I guess the good thing is now that Ray has not been named, that uh, obviously we're closer to Team Robbie once again. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. I could just um, imagine Twinkle Toes just crossing his fingers going, excellent, with a stab in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. What else did I have? Oh, um... Mackenzie, I saw, also played pretty well. I think he had seven rebound 50s and 20-odd touches. Um, I personally don't really like his role at the moment in the VFL. I, I don't think he's ever going to get back into our team playing at half-back, so I'm hoping that that's going to change pretty soon because we've got an, a lineup of half-back flankers already. And that can't kick the football. Yeah. That's, that's why you can see the thinking behind it, but it's just not going to work. No, I, I just can't see how he ever gets a game as a halfback flanker in, in the seniors. Um, just with VFL, I see Lockie Hansen's lamed at centre half back, so assuming nothing goes wrong with injuries yeah. or anything, it's an important game for him, isn't it? Yeah, very. I think um, I personally was actually surprised to see him named as one of the emergencies, given his obvious um, form issues. I mean, I know he played round two, but. It's because of the heights. They brought in Tabernar and a few taller players. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah, but they're still really... They're not... They're not skilled, obviously, but... <laughs> well, um, I, I just think with Frio, you've got to worry a lot more about their smaller forwards than uh, the taller ones, which is why the prospect of Hansen playing scared me a little, because he's obviously very good at, at dropping back into the hole and, and doing all of that, but... He's terrible if he happens to get caught on a, a shorter, faster player. He's good on the um, contested inside midfielders that stay at forward. Like last year, he sat yeah, yeah. the ball and stuff like that. He's all right against the medium forwards as well. Yeah. But the problem is they, they figured him out earlier this year. They just drag him up the field. Yeah. And he tries to get back and he can't get in because the back 50 is just clocked. Yeah. So it stuffs him around. But with his sort of role, I mean... He should really be aiming to to dominate at VFL level. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot less skill and a lot more uh, quick kicks into the forward line, which he loves. So hopefully, he's able to string a bit of form together over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, he just needs that to improve his mobility more than anything. Really, he just needs yeah. that fitness in the legs. Yeah, I just hope it's not a degenerative thing with his hips. Yeah, I'd love to see him get back to his best. Um, I'm not that confident, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, as I said, hopefully has a good string of games and we can have a bit of confidence the next time we see his, his name on a team list. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so we'll move straight on to the questions. So firstly, uh, Meat Hook Sodomy, oh, I never thought I'd read those words in that order, <laughs> asks if Wood comes in, if Wood comes in, which he has, given the same leniency as Garner, or is he one quiet game away from the back of the line? Well, I remember a long time ago, just before Wood came in for his first game, Scott said that he he reckoned if he got in, he'd be hard to push out. Uh, and I think that, while it, it didn't turn out to be that true, <laughs> I think it does indicate that, obviously, he's um, fairly highly rated internally and, and they're keen to give him a crack. Um, so I'd, I'd hope that he'd get at least a couple of games, assuming he plays reasonably well on the weekend. Um, it'll all come down to uh, how well he can sort of fit in with the other t- tall forwards, I guess, unless they see him playing more of a wing-type role, but I'm not really sure. I think he'll play something similar to what Garner, they were trying to get Garner to do, was push up into the midfield wing-type area. Yeah. Be like that weight type of role. So on one wing, we have weight pushing up from half-forward, centre-half-forward, 
you got Wood on the other side doing the same thing, and we've got yeah. Harvey and Higgins rotating through that area. Well, he, the, the good thing about having a guy like him is obviously he's got a, a great tank. Uh, so His skills are very, very good. He can get a fair bit of the ball, as you showed in the VFL, and, but he can also provide a, a good target as well, which is always handy. And he's got pretty good below the knees. Like, he's not completely uncoped below the knees like some players his height are. No, not at all. I mean, really offensively, as we've we've all said over the last couple of years about Wood, offensively he's pretty good. I think he's, he's pretty close to to being at AFL level, if not already there, it's it's all a question of his defensive in tech, um, intensity. Definitely. That's, yeah, if he lays a good few early tackles against Freo, that's that's a good indicator to me. Yep. Um, next question, which is one I prepped you for last night, but <laughs> Nate Seven wants to know who... <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Um, well, the obvious answer, and I'm going to go with the obvious answer, is my namesake, Jay-Z, Jackie Zebel. Um... <laughs> After his heroic efforts with his 19 tackles with a busted shoulder on on the weekend, I just say uh, give him the bloody captaincy already. <laughs> and he'd, he'd definitely my pick if I was so inclined. <laughs> uh, I I think I'll answer this one soon. We don't have a third question. Yeah. Um, this is quite funny because we had a discussion on the bay about Darcy Parrish from Essendon, and there's a picture of him from draft combine. And he right. looks like a very effeminate female. Hey, here's, here's an interesting one to say you could turn for, considering he basically looks like a woman. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? <laughs> You're a little bit cheating there. <laughs> All right, I'll pick someone from North. Um, who would I pick? Taylor Garner or Daniel Wells. <laughs> Daniel Wells would be graceful and Garner just wouldn't care. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a disturbing question. That is. Itself. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move straight on to the review. That's not the review's not much better. Now moving on to the review, it was certainly a high-scoring match between North and the Tankers, with 41 goals being scored in total, which is absolutely absurd. In a way, North was very good. Goldstein has grown additional genitalia and has continues to prove why he's one of the best players in the league. Twinkle Toes likes this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was impressive with 19 tackles, equaling the AFL record with Jude Bolton from a few years ago. I remember that match quite well. Harvey with six goals, which is just fantastic. He just doesn't age. No, and he's got a fountain of youth just somewhere. Yeah, I've got to find it somewhere. In terms of attacking transitions, we're pretty good. Defensively, not so well. How did you see the match, Jay-Z? Yeah, it was a hard one to to really get a good grasp on. I, I was looking at the stats um, last night, and I, I thought this was probably the best way to quickly summarise the game. We won the first quarter by 36, lost the second quarter by 43, won the third quarter by 25, lost the fourth quarter by 13, and somehow, thanks to a miraculous spoil from LT, held on by five points. So how do you analyse a game like that? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't envy the, the coaches trying to go through that review. I guess they'd probably just watch everything after the first quarter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit awkward. It, it was a funny odd game. Obviously, you know, as you said, huge number of goals scored. Um, you know, Boomer kicking six, a Ruckman in Goldie kicking five. Gibbo kicking two of the most amazing goals and putting in his uh, own 
own nomination for Troll of the Week. Only <laughs> <laughs> to be surpassed by Farrah Ray in a selection yeah. committee. <laughs> Sadly beaten by Fassa, I reckon. But, uh, he did his best after his uh, issues with Philly Roo and the kids' clinic the week before. He had to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, that was a funny story. <laughs> Um, in terms of defence, we've been fairly leaky in the first three rounds. What does needs to be addressed in terms of defence? Do we need to improve our two-way running? Do we need an extra man behind the ball? What are we doing wrong? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm not really sure on this one. I, I think um, my personal opinion is that it's more a bit of a, a midfield issue. I think, obviously, we got absolutely smashed um, out of the middle on the weekend and Considering that it's actually an incredible effort that we won, um, you don't win too many games where you lose the clearance count and the contested possession count by that many. Uh, but somehow we did. Um, so personally, other than a couple of players, I, I think that the back six is holding up all right. Um, obviously, Wright's had a pretty slow start to the season, um, at least struggling a little bit, more so probably offensively than defensively. I think he's been all right defensively, but... His turnovers are just killing us, as any turnovers do in modern footy. So we've got to fix that up. And, and if we can reduce the turnovers, that'll um, go a long way, I reckon. What do you think? Yeah, I certainly think that it is a midfield issue. I've, I've said this a few weeks in a row now that it's probably midfield-related. When saying that, our small defenders, we've always struggled against small forwards and we got goals against us from Dean freaking Kent. Four goals from Dean Kent. What a joke. <laughs> it really is. And guys like Jason Harms, you know, they've got some absolute shit trucks. And we just made them look like gods. Like, I know it's north, but come on. Yeah. Um, I have to say, when, obviously, Hogan had a big week. We must have put a lot of time into him. But outside of Hogan and, and Jeffy Garland, who didn't play, their forward line didn't scream, we're going to kick 20 goals to me. <laughs> No, it was a bit of a surprise to us all. Yep. Uh, anyway, I, I think it's a case of changing structures with Hanson now. McMillan pushing back more and playing that extra man behind the ball. It's it's just not the same. and I, That's where I think we're struggling a little bit. And when we turn it over at half-back, our defense, half our defence is caught up the ground. And we've got half our midfielders in the back 50 picking up guys twice as big as them. Yeah. It, when you, these days, when you get turnover, it's it's pretty easy for the opposition to either find an open player or at least a mismatch. And I think, yeah, if you turn over at half back when your entire team is streaming forward, it's not a good place to do it. But mm, not yeah. that is a good place to do it. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, we'll just finish on with the review on swallows because I know we discussed this a fair amount last night. Yes. Uh, what is it? Is it match fitness? Is it lack of touch? Is it easy Achilles? What is it? I personally think it's fitness. Um, I say that because I saw, or at least read, an interview that he said um, that he was struggling, A, with the interchange cap, um, that it was affecting him more than he expected it to, and that obviously he had a late start to the pre-season, which isn't helping. Um, played the three-nap cup games to try and get a bit of touch, but uh, obviously he's nowhere near 100% and ended up spending the entire last quarter in the forward line, which is a fair indicator of where he's at, I reckon. So do you think it can be, if you just we pump games into him, do you think he'll be right to gain that fitness, or would he just lose too much muscle mass? I reckon it's a matter of he keeps playing and, um, and he'll get back to his best. I mean, I 
the one thing that he does better than anyone in our team and, and just about anyone in the league is tackling. And I think that is absolutely critical to our midfield at the moment. I, I just don't think we could possibly replace that. A lot of people have said, you know, they want to drop Swallow and, and bring in Froggy, but I don't think we can afford to lose that tackling pressure considering how poorly the, the rest of the midfield is sort of going. Mm. Uh, if Jacobs, if his form doesn't pick up in terms of getting more of the football, is he droppable? I think he's droppable, yeah, for sure. But uh, I that's think where we like, honestly Jumont come in. Like I understand why we got Jacobs. Like, I think he's valuable. I, I like him as a player. But is that a spot Jumont could possibly take? I, I'd like to say it's a bit of a horses for courses thing. Not that we've been renowned for being a horse for course mm. type selection committee, but obviously, you know, the next two weeks he's got Fife and Ablett, so there's no way we're not playing Jacobs in the next two weeks, regardless of what happens. If he gets one position or whatever this week, he's definitely playing next week. It doesn't matter. Unless Fife absolutely annihilates him or something. Yeah. But, um, maybe down the track if, you know, we, don't, we decide that it's not working or there's not a, a good matchup for him there, we could change the balance up a bit. Because mm. it's an interesting discussion they had. I think it was on the main board or one of the games that... I think it was commentating during one of the games on Sunday that the tagging role is just dying out. Yeah, but they said that last year and we still used it to great effect. Yeah, was... I know, but it's because of the interchange cap is what they said. They said it during the Bulldogs War 4 match that tagging's just dead. Uh, I don't know. But they say that and at the same time I saw... I think it might have been three... 60 had that, you know, he's tagging dead discussion, and most of them said yes, and then the next topic of discussion was Sam Mitchell and his dominance, and they said should you tag him, and they all said yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you've got players that you just have to tag. You've got to find a way to do it really, because if you don't, they can absolutely cut your pieces, so that's why I think, as I said, obviously the next couple of weeks, we have to. Um, but we'll see how we go from there. It'll be very interesting if that does happen. I, I'm not sure how you fit Froggy, Cunners, Zeeble and, and Swallow in one midfield. Maybe if either Cunners or Zeeble spends more time forward, as our board would love. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, but he uh, said he doesn't want to. Early no, this week, which is yeah, interesting. I, I, I feel a bit for Froggy. I sort of feel like he's at the wrong team at the moment, and I, I hope he, he stays and, and he does get games, but... If Mason Wood stayed as long as he has, Frenchie will stay. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. after all the crap with the um, incident in South Australia with the taxi. Yeah, that's true. So hopefully, you know, repays the faith that we've showed in him. Because that's, yeah, that's the positive culture. You can you bag Norfolk any way or other about age, whatever. But we do have one of the best cultures in, I know people hate that word with blood cultures and stuff like that, but we do have a very good player culture. I think it's amazing, but the fact that we've managed to just continually sign players through this whole, you know, expansion thing, and obviously Goldie would have been, had millions of dollars chucked at him from just about any club in the league, and has stayed, so, yeah, that's a good sign. Mm, definitely. Well, we'll move straight on to the preview now, so I'll basically, seeing Quiv's not here, I'll go through the ins and outs, so Mason Wood is in. Out for Taylor Garner, who will, who has a slight hamstring injury, should be two to three weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Um, Lockie Hanson, Kane Turner, Farrah Ray are the emergencies. I don't see them either 
any of them coming in. In terms of Frio, they've got Crozier, Griffin, the Ruckman, Tabernard, the Ford coming in. DeBoer's out. God knows how he's on the list. Tendai Mizungu, God knows how he's on the list. Aaron Seamans, that's a big out. That was a horrible injury with his ribs. And Zach Dawson playing his 150th game. My God. Yeah, that spike got 150 games. I'll never know. One answer. Ross Lyon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'll just quickly go through the matchup. So as you said earlier, Jacobs needs to go to Fife, definitely. If not, if he doesn't go to Fife, which I extremely doubt, he might sit on someone like a Neil. But even then, I doubt it. I, we usually go head-to-head with the inside mids, and then Jacob's yeah. taking their best player. In terms of their forward line, Tarrant goes straight to Pavlik. It's no question. Thompson goes to Maine. Hopefully, Thompson has a better game than he's been having of late. Atley, yeah. Atley's an interesting one. Looking at their forward line, I say a Walters. I think Walters is a bit quicker than a Ballantyne. And a right going... Yeah, I agree. I'd like... I, sorry, I... I, I I think I'd like to see Atlee go to Ballas. Um, no, sorry, not Ballas, Walters. Um, I think Wright got absolutely carved up last oh, year, did. and I, I think Atlee is a much better matchup for him. Because Walters is a similar build, but the problem is Walters is a bit more of a midfield, quicker version of Wright, and that's where Wright tends to struggle a little bit. Yeah. Wright plays well in the smarter, slower players. I know that's a bad thing to probably say, but that's when he does play pretty well. Because he has. Pointers. Yeah. And the point is, like, got it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, as I said, Wright goes to probably Ballantyne. I think that will suit him. Frito goes to Pierce. McDonald will play on one of their resting midfielders or Crozier or Pierce if they're resting forward. If Fife goes up forward, we can expect Frito to go straight to him and we'll just That's rearrange our defence. Yep. We might send a Del Santo or someone else to just to half back to pick up someone. In terms of our forward line, Dawson, I expect to go to, yeah, probably either a Petrie or Brown, probably Petrie. Johnson will go straight to Waite because of his form. Uh, Sheridan, Sheridan will probably pick up maybe a Higgins or maybe Sutcliffe will pick up Higgins. Or they'll rotate between Higgins and Harvey, the two of them. Yeah. In terms of Lee Spur, he'll pick up Thomas as usual. Ibbotson might sit on Harvey or one by resting mids. In terms of the midfield, yeah, we'll just go head to head with their midfield. I don't see any major matchups besides the Jacobs one. No, unless you're running a, a tag or a run with, there is pretty much no matchups in the midfield because everyone's constantly moving and rotating these days. You don't really have a, a dedicated opponent anymore. Mm. Right, just with the defence, I'll say McMillan might drop back instead of Del Santo. I should have clarified that. Just looking yeah. at Throw a left field one at you. Mm. What about Thompson on Bellas? I can see the thinking behind it with the bets type of situation, but that yeah. really yeah. pays off. That's paid off like twice in how long? It's just it doesn't work. I don't. I, I think it's a fantastic matchup on bets, but I, I guess the question is whether um, Bellas has the the marking capability that bets does. Bets. It just doesn't. Bets yeah. is a bit toys, lot smarter. I think Ballantyne's very quick player, and he, he gets to the contests, but. He can read the ball right, but I don't think he has the same footy smarts as someone, say, like a Walters or a Fife or a Hill. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it'll be our go-to, but I wouldn't surprise if, you know, Wright's having a rest or whatever. If oh, yeah. He spends a little bit of time there. Or even um, J-Max sitting on him. Yeah. Up forward, I, I I actually reckon Dawson will end up on Brown. 
Um, yeah, we did last time, but Brown had to be towed him up. Yeah, but Brown is very susceptible to being pushed under the ball, which is pretty much the only thing Zach Dawson can do as a defender. Because one on one, he still has I have more muscle density than he does, and I weigh seventy kilos. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with that definitely. That Dawson probably goes to him, but they've one defender short really with Wood in. Yeah, yeah. I I I can't see how one of our tall forwards if doesn't kick a bag. If you include Wood in that, there's four of them. They just have not got the cover anyway, and it's at Eddie Head, so it's a pretty good ground for tall forwards. So exactly it'll be interesting right. to see who gets off the leash, whether it's Wadey again or, or somebody else. I'm hoping it's Brown, personally, because I think he needs a bit of confidence. I'm also hoping Thomas gets a few goals. He, he just needs that. His effort's been good, pardon me, but he hasn't got the reward yet. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully three or four, hopefully four, so we can actually... Because I remember the days when he used to kick fives every week, or every yeah. second week. Now, that's a rarity. We would like to get that once a season. Yeah, his kicking for goal hasn't been good this year either. Hopefully that's not a, a trend. Well, I think it's... yeah. I know I'm probably getting the conspiracy hat on here a bit, but I think it's the, the rule changes stuffing with his mind a little bit. Which one? The three LT rules? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think ever since that sliding one, people have just attacked the crap out of him, and he hasn't he hasn't quite been the same since. Like, I know his form's been good in the last two years, but it's slowly gotten worse because of certain rules. Yeah, I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's really affected his form, but I guess he is very much a confidence player, and you can see it on his face when you know he gets tackled legitimately high and doesn't get something because there's now an unwritten rule that he basically doesn't get free kicks. It, it's got to be frustrating for him. Oh, it would have to factor into it, definitely. But, um, yeah, I, personally, in this game, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to the midfield, most of all. Obviously, they've, they've struggled a little bit in that area over the first couple of games. But so, do you expect it to be a bit of a scrap? Yeah. Well, both teams, I think, love contested footy. And both teams struggle with speed coming out of the middle. Neither of us really have a lot of it. <laughs> or we've got absolute spuds like Daniel Pierce and Stephen Hill who can't get the freaking football. <laughs> I, st- I will never forget that Stephen Hill game where he got, what was it, five touches and Rawlings got 38. Oh, you're thinking Rawlings is not the quickest bloke, he's not the strongest bloke, and he absolutely towed him. That was the biggest tagging bath of all time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he absolutely flogged him like 33 disposals, two goals and something like that. That was funny as anything. Unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we said this last night. Um, I just think he's in the wrong team. I think Hill could be a really good player, but Frio's style is just not his go at all. Nah, their game's just pure contested. Yeah. I think I think you should go join his uh, brother, if you believe uh, Bruce Rule <laughs> over at Hawthorne. <laughs> He'll be a good player there. There'll be a few good players there. They yeah. went to Hawthorne. Yeah. Definitely. Well, so, development is just amazing. Oh, it is. Like, their talent development is just crazy. Anyway, uh, how do we expose the Fremantle defence? It's been a bit shaky of late. Yeah, as we sort of touched on, I think obviously we've got to find whoever the, the, the mismatch is on. I think one of our tall forwards will be on a much shorter player and you've got to try and isolate them deep, um, get a bit of one-on-one footy going. Obviously, they're, they're very good 
more so with their um, team defence than really playing one-on-one that much. But yep. we've got to make sure that we're actually you know, targeting our kicks and not just bombing it blindly, which they love. Um, Especially Johnson. Yeah, Johnson just is fantastic in that sort of roll-off, loose roll. Um, and will absolutely cut you up if he gets 30 possessions that I think he did last year or the year before. Um, so, yeah, again, it's, it's going to be a lot down to our midfield. I think we've got to really lift there, obviously. We've got to win the clearances in contested football, and that yep. just kills them because they don't have the outside skill. Absolutely. I, I think that's critical this week. That and our tackling are the two critical things because when they played the Doggies a couple of weeks ago, they got cut up one with speed. Um, and the second thing was the tackling pressure that the doggies put on him. They just absolutely pressured them to hell, and Frio started making skill errors that you just don't see from Ross Lyon teams. So yeah. that, that'll be a big early indicator for me is, is how well we're tackling. Um, and, yeah, I just hope that we get a, a massive lift from our midfield, who outside of Zeeble last week was really poor. Mm, definitely, definitely. So, Sam Carriage, who would you pick? Tough one. There's a few there. Obviously, Dawson's one of the greatest spuds of all time, but he doesn't tend to, to do any damage. Um. They send him forward and you kick five. <laughs> That'll be the biggest troll in Bigfooty history. That's okay. If he goes forward and kicks five, Pedro will kick 20, so it's all right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I reckon it's probably going to be probably Pierce would be my nomination. Yeah, we had a discussion about him last night, whether he was better at Port or Fremantle, and I actually thought he was a decent player at Port. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good pickup, but other than the odd game, which obviously makes him a, a good carriage nomination, um, he just doesn't seem to do a whole lot of anything. He just seems like a slightly crapper midfield version of Atley, <laughs> with a left kick, that's it. <laughs> yeah, not a bad assessment. It's like um, last night when we compared Lockie Hanson to Michael Johnson, and that Michael Johnson's a better version of Lockie Hanson. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which is sad, but... <laughs> I used to... Two years ago, they used to... I actually rated both of them as the same. Well, it's, I think we said this last night. Um, they both roll off and, and mark um, very, very well, but obviously Johnson's disposal is a lot better than Hanson's, and um, it's a somewhat of a debate whether that's to do with his hip issues. You know, I think um, his kicking used to be very, very good, somewhat shaky these days. Um, His handballing has always been terrible, and I just wish he would never handball again. (laughs) Especially on last night defence. Yeah, especially don't handball into the opposition goal square. Just never do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a worry. In terms of Sam Carriage for me, yeah, Dawson, definitely. Pierce, yes, I would argue that. Not Alex Pierce, the Danielle Pierce. <laughs> uh, who would I pick? Subin is my pick. Subin or Tabernar? Actually, no, I'll go with Tabernar, three goals. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Both good nominations. Yep. Or if Jack Hanneth comes in, I'll change it to him, but otherwise, no. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. You don't see Kane Turner or Ray coming in late at all? Ray's the only one, sadly. Um, <laughs> so who would he come in for? I suspect Spolo. I'm, I'm somewhat contradicting myself because I said earlier I just think we should play him and, and get his form, but I wouldn't also be overly shocked if they decide that he's not 100% and he's better off with the rest, I think. You can only really know if you're inside the club exactly where he's at. Um, 
So hopefully he gets up and we don't have to endure the server crash that will come if Ray isn't let in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine the lols. You <laughs> will destroy big footy. <laughs> the servers will never survive. <laughs> oh dear, dear. But, uh, that's the only one that I can see. Fair enough. So we'll finish up there then so we can watch f- f- bloody West Coast smash Richmond. Yeah. Which would be amusing. Continue the Hardwick demolition after his <laughs> contract extension. We may as well actually have a bit of a discussion about that. We may as well, because we've got a few minutes still. Guess how you can switch off here if you're bored. <laughs> <laughs> or IUB. <laughs> Guess how, aka IUB, but anyway, that's enough of Fury. Um, basically, with Hardwick, will he be sacked by the end of the year? Well, it's funny. Obviously, they had a massive history of sacking everyone. <laughs> that was their MO in the 90s, was just running through a coach just about every 12 months. And Hardwick, they've tried to correct that and put a ridiculous amount of confidence in him, frankly, because I don't understand how anyone who's been coaching for, what is it, seven or eight years has lost three finals in a row in the first week, still hasn't really delivered anything and gets a two-year extension. That's just baffling. I mean, there was people on our own board who were complaining about Scott getting an extension after making back-to-back prelims, for God's sake. <laughs> it's quite funny. I think he will be sacked. I would, love it. I would absolutely love it if he is, and I, I wouldn't be shocked, because that would be a fantastic meltdown. <laughs> I, kind, I kind of want to see him stay so they can, he can just continue to destroy Richmond. Yeah. And did, did you see the Titus article this week? I think no, it was what's, what's this one? Last week. What's this he said um, Titus for something along the lines of... Um, Richmond made the baffling decision. We seem to have lost Jay-Z there. I sincerely apologise about that. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'd like to thank Jay-Z for jumping on at such short notice, and thank you for putting up with my technical difficulties, and I hope you enjoyed the show, and have a good weekend, guys and girls.